When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. We had some technical difficulties last week, and so did New South Wales. Uh, what an absolute shellacking and a waste of time heading up to a Queensland box hit. It was. Well, it wasn't a total waste of time. I mean, we, Not at the Caxton. No. I, I probably I couldn't talk walking over to the ground. That's how many schooners we had. So, uh, it was good atmosphere there. It's good atmosphere in the ground. It was just the game was the only letdown. But what do you do? I know. Yeah, probably a hotel room was a bit of a letdown as well. It was like <laughs> yeah. H block at Pentridge. It was terrible. Yeah, well, more disappointing to lay out that coin that late and go up to watch that. That's that's the most disappointing part. The whole everything bar the game of football was really good. Especially when you got a mortgage and a fiance, so and money's tight. So yeah, good. Yeah, or in my situation, you New South Wales. Yeah, or in my situation, you're losing your job in six months. Instead of keep saving money, you spend it to go watch them get towed up. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Well, there's a sad statement. There's always next year, but um, I suppose I, I've got MG coming on later on. Obviously, we couldn't link up all three of us. Uh, I'm going to go over the whole series with him. Um, obviously, we've touched on games one and two, but I suppose more in depth, that'll be more looking towards next year and, um, you know, pros and cons coming out of this series. But we'll start off the same way we always do. Fast five, highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions? Uh, what was your highlight from Origin or from the round just gone? Oh, the the highlight was obviously the Caxton. That was pretty good. Um, we ran into Fletch and Heine in there. They were doing their filming their segment, um, trying to disguise themselves. Most people would have seen that on Monday night. Matty John. Steve from Southport. Um, but uh, I, I, the Queensland team, you got to credit. I was the only one that tipped them last week. Um, just it's a different beast up there, and um, yeah, they, they were brilliant. You got to give them credit where credit is due. It was hard to watch as a Blues fan, but they were. That was fantastic. I certainly didn't see the 50 points coming. I thought it was going to be a tight game, but um, I guess when you give away 70% of the ball, then that's what happens. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Mine uh, didn't come from origin. My highlight was Friends' bomb catch. He's never jumped for a bomb in his life. Then the cartwheel, uh, and then just that whole play that ensued. The try assist from Sean Johnson. Uh, Fane to go the short side, got that flick pass back out to Tompkins, and they still found the corner through Lola here, even though there was three covering defenders, and uh, the Warriors were outstanding on the weekend. That was very, very fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, we're obviously we're going to get into it later, but I thought Melbourne were pretty good as well. Um, I, I thought that was probably the highest quality game of the weekend. Yeah, it was a pretty good game of football, no doubt about that. So, uh, what was your low light? Uh, leaving at half time. We left at half time. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for anyone out there, you, you may lay the boot in later on, but honestly, when you travel all that way on an early flight and spend like, you know, almost 500 bucks each, a 1,000 total, plus alcohol and all the rest of it. 
to go see them be down 22-2. Even our cousin made an effort to come to see us at the ground last minute. And uh, by the 50th yeah. minute, they'd let two more tries in. That, that was enough for us. We went back to the Caxton and continued to party because that was a lot more fun than watching them get shellacked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm still, I'm still bitter and twisted about it. Yeah, well, I'd, I think that probably we, makes me even more bitter and twisted that Laurie Daly just comes out and goes, oh, you know, yeah, it's just, just one of those things. Just didn't see it coming. Yeah, okay. We'll pick the same Thank team you, again. I'd pick the same team tomorrow. I was like, you're insane. Um, something definitely needs to change. Gus Gould gave an absolute blast, eh? Yeah, good. Yeah, hundred percent. And I agree with some of the things you said about the media and everyone kind of twists it and picks it. With and I've said it to you. My biggest issue um, with us is we pick our side around them. So we picked Bo Scott to counter out Greg Inglis for those few years in the centres, and now we still do that with him to beat up on Thurston instead of picking a back row that, you know, we believe in. Or we pick Josh Morris even when he's in bad form purely because we think he can stop GI. We never, ever pick a side that we think can win. We pick a side to do what we think can stop Queensland, and it hasn't worked. It's been 9 out of 10 now, and it's still not working. We need to do what they do. Same as Game 3, and that shows the difference again. Everyone said, oh, they don't have four forwards. How stupid are you? Well, look what happened. They did what they thought was right. They didn't listen to the media. They didn't listen to us. They didn't listen to any ex-players or any experts. Queensland and that side, Mal Meninga, his staff did exactly what they thought was right, and they beat us 52-6. to six. That's the difference. Yep. That's the difference. Um, yeah, I'm getting angry thinking about it, but uh, what about your best of the round or your best out of origin? Uh, I thought the best player was Blake Austin and Brett Stewart. I thought Blake Austin was... Uh, he lit it up on Friday night. It was, the game was over before it started. Um, and then Brett Stewart last night was, was very good. That's... Uh... The Titans. Titans were disgraceful last night. That's the worst I've seen in play since they sacked Cardi and... Um, yeah, I had the shits last night, big time. Well, I think, like I said, yeah, the effort was there, but it seems after the break and all those near losses or close wins that the effort bubbles kind of burst. Um, they look they look very flat, and yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, well, it should, the effort bubble should never burst. That, that's yeah. Nah, and it was like I, I said, I felt sad enough because I thought Daniel Mortimer uh, really tried hard, but without much avail, there wasn't much cooking for him. James Roberts' few touches were good, but he got no decent ball, but. Uh, I, thought, I thought Nate Miles was the worst of all people to come back from Origin. He, he, was, ter- he was terrible. He was awful. He pulled that ball I, out when I, Balaam was on the ground and looked at the ref and said, look, i got the ball. He didn't lose it, you idiot. You can't just take it out of his grip when he's on the ground. Oh, he, he, didn't, he didn't have control of it. Still, you can't referee, yank the ball out. The, the tackle was finished. Nah, the referee didn't call it, so... Yeah, but the tackle... Tackle as well. It was just a coach killer. Yeah, but tackle's not finished. Uh, the, the tackle's finished and he hasn't dropped it. He's juggled it, but he's still got I'm, it. I'm a bit over I'm a bit over him playing his best three games in Origin. I'm, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, well, that's one upside. He's going, so, um, you know, like I said, I've said it to you and I'll say it again. If I'm a Titans fan, as hard as it's been, I'd much rather them do what they're doing now, which is not paying overs for Hodkinson or anyone else on the market and actually getting players they want, not tying themselves to someone just to panic. Um, I think the results are going to come, but it's not going to be overnight, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, my best was the Warriors, simply again. Um, just outstanding to watch. The Fords were... Were brilliant. 15 offloads in the first half. Ben Madalino, Mannering. Um, Bodine Thompson, I always thought he was a good player, but I didn't think he was as good as he was. But now that he's gone back to New Zealand, he was he's fantastic. And Sean Johnson, with a pack that's going forward and, and a bit of help from Townsend, it shows how good a player he is as well. But um, just, just the brand all around, that, they were very good. Yeah, big test for them this week. Yeah, real deal this, this week. week. This could bank them into the, the top four quite securely by two wins. So this is a real good opportunity. 
Um, your worst, I guess it's going to be New South Wales and the Titans like me. Yep. Uh, and I'm also going to throw Newcastle on there. They may have fought back, but dead set. Losing 11 of your last 12, that's disgusting. Yeah. And all those signs came the, up. They got a reverse streak going on. Yeah, and they had the, <laughs> the signs at the start of the year. We don't need Wayne. Well, I think Wayne's pretty happy with himself right now. Oh, no brainer. No brainer, yeah. Oh, there's, only so, there's only so much you can do about culture. Um, you know, you can go he jumped, and, off, jumped off the Titanic. Oh, well, he knew. He did everything. And now, like I said, you listen to the ex-players that are saying the things about the club. He tried to change the culture. If the master coach can't change it, no one can. That's just, that's a burning wreck. So, sorry, Newcastle fans. But, um, you know, that's a sad story coming out of that one. But questions, what do you got coming out of this round or from Origin? Uh, What would you have said if you were Laurie post-game? Oh, I can't say it on here without many, many expletives. But um, that, that would have been probably the most bitter... A disappointing thing I've ever seen, in particular given the circumstances, the way they carried themselves, uh, the comments, how much swagger and confidence they had. They didn't back any of that up going to that game. They thought they had that one. I've got to be honest, I would have just walked in, looked around the room, probably shook my head a few times. Walked out. Cracked the VB and just walked out, yeah. <laughs> got on the bus and gone, oh, I would, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing positive that I would have been able to say, so... That their first grade football, and that was just that's an origin decider. It's, it was a disgrace. Yeah, there was they no gave up. there was no fight in that, none at all. Uh, Any other questions? No, nah, that was oh well. I wanted to get onto the old Newcastle signing Trent Hawkinson because you've been into him and about not signing. It's a panic signing. Sign Trent Hawkinson. Yeah, it's a panic signing. That's so not... there you go. That's why I said I'd rather him not panic and not sign anyone. I'm not asking him to sign just anyone. But there's some players that have been available on the market that they could have gone in for, and of all the ones they went in for, they went in for a bloke that's not wanted, and they paid him overs. That's stupid. They did, and that's why I said I didn't mind them not not signing people. So anyway, we've been over it a thousand times. But yeah, well they're retarded, so that's not my fault. But that's a dumb signing <laughs> by them. Uh, New Zealand top four is it possible or not? Yeah, why not? Why not? But. Um, History tells you this is where they they tend to dip a little, yeah. so fall off. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's definitely possible, but is it likely? Probably not. I'd probably say it's more likely that they they end up in the uh, the bottom half of the eight. Manly, will they scrape in? Or they need to basically win every game, bar one or two. They're gonna go. They've got to go seven and one. Yeah, and six and two maybe. Yeah. Like. It's too much, isn't it? I just think it's. I just think it's. Yeah, it's unlikely. They have got a very, very tough run. They got a rough. So, they got a very rough run home. Um, and the last one, yeah. minor premiership. I'm pretty sure we can dictate that it's down to the Broncos or the Cowboys. Who do you think gets home in that race? Well, the Broncos have got. Yeah, they've got a six point gap on third place. Um, Look, it's going to be one of those two. I don't know. If I had to, if I had to bet on it, yeah, I don't know. Probably the well, obviously the Broncos have got the two point gap, so you'd have to favour them. But if you said to me tomorrow they're playing each other, who am I tipping? I'd, I'd tip the Cowboys. So. I thought the same thing, but the more and more I watch Brisbane defend, and especially that Melbourne game, and then the weekend again, I really don't know who I tip. I really don't know. Um, it, it, it also depends where it is. If it was at Suncorp or if it was at thirteen hundred Smalls. Yeah. Are they, do they play each other before the end of the year? I'm having a look now. No, I don't think they do. 
I don't think they do, but I know that the Cowboys do play the Roosters, so that could have a bearing on who finishes second if the Roosters continue to win. Yeah, well, the Broncos haven't been an easy draw. And the Warriors, like I said, they play the Roosters this week, so that is a possibility for them to get two wins clear of fifth place and move themselves, you know, right into a run for the top four. So, um, yeah, the, the, not only, yeah, the Roosters, yeah, the Roosters, Roosters could. Um, they, I think they play both the Broncos and the Cowboys. I don't think so they, they can... Even they, even they could jump in, oh. but it's highly unlikely. They had a huge run, and they had losses from the other two, and to win basically all their games, I think. Yeah, close enough. I, I think... I, that, that's what I was going to finish on. I've got Tigers, Eels, Titans, Knights, Manly. They're all gone. In limbo, Penrith, Raiders, Sharks, and Dragons, just because of the draw. I think holding on is the Bunnies, the Storm, and the Dogs to a spot in the eight, and I think you can lock in the Roosters, the Cowboys, the Broncos... And I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think you can almost lock the Warriors in. I had a look at their draw, um, and even though this is a rough, no. rough run home, I'd, I'd lock them in the eight. No, I'll lock in Broncos, Cowboys, Roosters, Rabbits. Broncos, Cowboys, Roosters, Rabbits. That's about all I'm willing to lock in at the well, moment. And I'll, I'll punt Knights, Tigers, Titans, Eels. Manly. Still, that gives me... No, I'm still probably a week or two for Manly. I... Um, and that means I've got eight eight teams fighting for four spots. I've got the Warriors, the Storm, the Dragons, Bulldogs, Sharks, Raiders, Panthers, Seagulls fighting for four spots. Well, I did a ladder predictor. If I had to put me, if I had to put me knackers on the line, I'd say Warriors, Storm, Dogs, and well, either the Panthers or the Raiders. Well, that they seem to be. I did. Two sides, I think, that are hitting a bit of form. I did a ladder predictor last night. Obviously. For and against makes a difference. So any time a team won, uh, if I thought it was going to be a decent win, or like not an easy win, I made it 20-10. If I thought it was a close game, I made it 12-10. Um, I took into account the possibility of an upset at a few games. And obviously, looking forward, with eight games to go, or six or seven games to go, there's still going to be injuries. There's going to be suspension. So I can't take into account for that. But my ladder predictor only had one change in the eight, and that was that the Dragons ended up falling out and the Sharks found their way in. So... It was Broncos finishing first, Cowboys second, Roosters third. The the Bunnies got I oh know sorry the Warriors got fourth, the Bunnies got fifth, Sharks got sixth, Storm got seventh, and the Dogs got eighth. Yeah, that was a lot of predictor. So that's just a rough guess. You obviously can't take anything off it this far out. But the only change uh, was yeah the Dragons fell out and the Sharks found their way in. Mm. So and it was a massive logjam though. At the bottom, the Raiders, the Panthers, everyone was there all on 28. So it was four and against, and I think the Sharks got on to 30. It's definitely not going to play out the way you ever do it on there because, like I said, so much is going to happen between now and the end of the year. But uh, just roughly going off that, that, that's what I got. So see how that plays out. But that wraps up the Fast Five. Um, we'll jump in the reviews of the games from the weekend. Friday night, Canberra, 36-22 over the Newcastle Knights. You pretty much sum this one up. Just so much early energy from the Raiders. They just carved them up. Austin had a hat-trick within the first 15 minutes. Newcastle just wasn't there. And uh, by the end of half time, it was 24-4. They got a late try, but the Raiders were all over them. Well, they were, yeah. They just blew them off the park easily. So uh, the, Knight, the Knights made a run at the back end of the game. They, I think they had... 60-40 possession. The ball, yeah. Weird, I don't know. It just shows me that the Raiders got more potent attack. That's all that means, really. I'll tell you um, what, Ricky yeah, Stewart. Yeah, I mean, the condition suited. The Knights are just, I don't know, they, they seem to just play in a shell and then the last 20 they opened up. So they're just going to go out and play footy. 
that was the thing that I liked about Rick Stone when he when he had the Knights there. They, they were playing an open style of footy, so hopefully he can get back to that. Maybe he's trying to um, hold on to some of the values that Wayne Bennett was trying to um, instill there. But just for the roster they've got at the moment, I think their strength is just playing loose. Well, we saw it the first few games. The first few games, they tried to be angry in the middle and then get the edges early. And then after one or two tough losses where they tried to do that in the rain, which, you know, that's not rocket science. That footy doesn't work in the rain. They went back to being defensive, which I don't get it because that's not, that's not hard to figure out. That didn't work in the rain, sure. But on a dry track or on, like, a, a fast track, you can play that brand of football. Yeah, and that, like you said, that, that's their biggest strength. They get so much out of their outside backs. Uarte's, you know, hasn't been too bad this year. Gagai's been deadly. Um, they obviously let BJ Leilua go, but they got Matiadia there and a couple other blokes. Um, they need to they need to open up again. Yeah, but um, second half, we've got nothing to lose. Just we're not, they could be a, they could be a menace if they they play a bit of footy heading the finals. No, well they've got nothing to lose now. But sixty forty possession. Um, you know, they, they got some points late in the end, but I have to give Canberra up. They did hold out for some pressure, and they did have to do a lot of defence, but they pretty much sealed that up early second half before they had no ball with the Papali double. And um, Sammy Williams, he had a brilliant game. So did uh, Blake Austin. I think Sam's going to be a very big loss for the six weeks he's out. I don't think anyone's given him anywhere near the credit he deserves. His kicking game this year has been brilliant. He lets Blake be who Blake is, and surprise, surprise, 15 tries for Sam Williams as well. He's not shabby. No, no, he's number three on that list. But, um, yeah, the Knights... Uh, uh, it's got a pack injury, but I think now Sam Yeah, Williams, six so. weeks. So Mitchell Cornish probably comes in. He definitely needs to improve. Um, there's no way they can bring McCrone back. But I think it's going to hurt a lot more than most people think. I, I'm not willing yeah, to... Yeah, well, if that's the case, if he's out for six weeks, I think, I'm almost ready to put the pen through. Well, that was basically what I was about to say. I don't think he's got anywhere near enough credit for the stability of that spine. He's kicking, he's controlling things. He's so... He releases often. He releases often. Similar 100%. to what Kronk does for Thurston in Origin. That's, so. exactly, that's exactly it. And those assists, like I said, are just smart options. Like the Papalu grabber the other night, his kicking game's astute. Um, he does the fifth tackle option. So there's a lot more than him just releasing Austin. He runs the ship as far as fifth tackle options goes. So I yeah. think that hurts Canberra, and that may be enough to hurt. But Hodgson, Austin, Jackie Whiten, and if Cornish comes in, they're, they're all going to have to pull their weight. But Canberra, they've got Cronulla this week at home. That's going to be a tough game. Um, you know, the Sharkies are going to make it a dogfight, and they've got some confidence. But on the flip side, Newcastle play your mob, the Titans, both teams that need uh, to get a win, something fierce. So um, quite interesting. But if Newcastle were ever going to get a win, it would be against your blokes if they turn up the way they did last week. No, hopefully not, because I don't want any messages off Cousin Gary. Yeah, fair enough, too. Hi, Cousin Gary. <laughs> Uh, Saturday, the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, uh, they're still they're going to get the wooden spoon, so get that in your gaz. Yeah, well, there you go. Lay that one in. Between them and the Tigers, the way things are going at the moment, crossed all morning. Yeah. Uh, the Sydney Roosters, 24-4 to over the Panthers. Uh, this one looked like uh, the Roosters of a couple of years ago where they kind of just got into a grind even though they couldn't get points. Um, 6-0 at half time. I thought they were a bit scrappy. There was a lot of errors and penalties in the first half. The Panthers scrambled well, despite the fact that the fair few missed tackles, but they did well to cover up for the amount of pressure that the Roosters throw on them. But in the second half, it, it kind of just happened again. The Roosters come back out. Um, I thought they won the middle, and they were very persistent, and they just ground their way to an 18-0 lead. Yeah, look, the 24-4 scoreline doesn't reflect the game. Penrith were well in that game. They're up, up in that game up to their ears. They just couldn't transfer their field position into points where the Roosters did. Simple as that. Um, it was a very tightly contested game, I thought. Um, 
I just I also think you saw some things in you know there was one instance in, in particular where the Roosters blocked I can't I don't, it might have been Jamie Soward off the ball um, and there, there wasn't a penalty and then Penrith did it and they um, awarded the Roosters a penalty there were just some 50-50 calls that went against Penrith that I thought you know the Roosters I don't know I think they do get the rub of the green the better obviously the the bigger better uh, reputation sides get the rub of the green a little bit and um, it, it definitely didn't impact the result of the game but it just heading into finals it just highlighted that you know those those little things that can um, impact the game so hopefully hopefully the referees can just put the whistle in their pocket but um, yeah, I, I thought Penrith will take a lot out of that. They just they just couldn't convert their field position into points. Simple as that. Mm. I, again, I was impressed with Blake. Uh, sorry, yeah, a Cartwright in the first half, Bryce, and then the second half he had a Barry Crocker. Um, he, no, I, I, well, I just think it was frustration. They were just oh, they I, couldn't get over the line. And, yeah, they were forcing things, but he, yeah. he finished up with four errors and two penalties. You're going to have those days during this uh, period, but you, you definitely don't want to just the style of play he plays. It's going to be conducive. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's going to be conducive, but with time and the more NRL and the more time he spends on the field, uh, he's going to get better with his options. Of course he is. Uh, the one that really impressed me was Blake Ferguson. Um, early in the year, I thought he was slowly finding his way before he hit his foot, especially defensively. He was good, but I thought his attack wasn't that great. But the other night, uh, he showed some of that potency on that right-hand side. Yeah. Him, Orbison. Yeah, no, he was good. Uh, Orbison and uh, Sean Kenny Dow, they've struck up a nice combo. And uh, it's quite scary, actually, to think that he's benched Aiden Guerra. I know it's been the origin period, but I, I think it's also got to do with Orbison playing so well um, during that period on that edge. So I don't know if Guerra will get his yeah. starting spot back. And it's not a bad thing that they've got a loaded bench with Napa and Evans on there. No, nah, he will. He, he will. But um, the only downside of that he'll, one... He'll go, he'll go in there. He'll go in there this week. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. He'll go back to the bench. Rory Hargraves is very, very good. Um, the only downside is Tokiaho has been brilliant, went off with an ankle injury and he couldn't put any weight on it. So yet to hear anything about that, but um, have to see what happens there. But massive clash this weekend. The Roosters, they're at home with the Warriors. Uh, they got the job done during Origin, but the Warriors are in much better form now. This could really separate themselves, get them a couple of wins clear in the top four. And same for the Warriors. If the Warriors win, they can drag themselves uh, clear of the sides under them, hopefully and start pushing for that spot. But big game for both sides. The Penny Panthers, they travel this Friday to play the Melbourne Storm, Cameron Smith's 300th game. So that, that, that's a really big game for both sides, trying to hold a spot in the eight, or Penrith trying to yeah. find their way in. But um, Saturday, the Dogs, 8-16, to 16, they went down to the Broncos. Um, this is the first ever time the Broncos have gone undefeated during the origin period. Yeah, well, a lot of people tip the Dogs right? You know me, I'm not real big on the dogs at the moment just because they don't, they don't know their identity. They're not, they're not playing to their strengths. Um, you know, we've said it a hundred times. They don't, they don't, their forwards need to get the ball and run hard, basically, like as simple as that sounds, and release the backs. But they didn't do it. They, the forwards made a lot of errors. They were pretty lethargic. And the Broncos, the Broncos have been good all year. Ben Hunt really impressed me. Threw some really nice passes in this game. Not, not passes that he'll get credited with try assists on the stat sheet, but his passes were the were the reason they they got try scoring opportunities. Um, I just thought they they just ground away Brisbane and they they're flying under the radar. Like I know they're on top of the comp, but not a lot of people are talking about them in terms of winning the comp. A lot of people are sort of saying Roosters and Cowboys, but they need to be respected. Oh. Um, they're there for a reason, and that's uh, and they're, they're coached by a guy who knows how to win grand finals. So. 
Mm. And they're, they're relatively injury free, and they're now going to, they're on top of the comp, they're going to be able to rest players. So if they don't end up in at least a preliminary final, I think that it'd be a failure from where they are. Yeah, um, well, the ladder at the moment. Losing Maguire was a big loss, but I thought Thido was outstanding in the front row, and Corey Parker off an Origin game, he was awesome as well. Those two in particular, um, I thought they really led. They won the middle um, against a much bigger side. They won the middle, and their defence, like I said before, I think they're the best defensive side in the comp. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. But, it, yeah, 57% of the ball, they ground their way. They won the middle. I thought Milford, again, along with Hunt, that combination's coming on really nicely. And McCulloch's almost the forgotten man. I think he's been close to the best hooker this year in the NRL. Yeah, he's been good. He's, he's not, he's, yeah, he's not getting much love, but there's a lot of little things again that if you don't watch closely, he's been close to the best nine in the competition. Um, yeah, I watched him. I watched him on Saturday night. I have to agree with that. It's yeah, it's just been a week by week. Almost every time we do our three-two-one points, so I. I really find myself almost wanting to always give him something every week because it's just the tackles, the amount of dirty work, the ruck work. Um, he's come along in leaps and bounds. But the dogs, I'm with you. They still don't know their identity. Wasted chances. Um, you know, they had a late opportunity and by that took that 20 restart, but the missed conversion before that. Leaves them sitting in eighth and the Broncos obviously at first. Um, they got the Tigers this week, the Broncos. So this is a good opportunity again to grab another win and further distance themselves and the Bulldogs. They've got Parramatta. They're four from their last five, but they haven't really had a, a very a tough challenge, I suppose. And we're, we're going to really see where the Parramatta's at this week when they play the Bulldogs. Yeah. Sunday, the Warriors, 28-14 to 14 over Melbourne. Um, New Zealand in the first half were absolutely outstanding. They, they went in 16-0 up. Um, they threw a heap. They could have had a couple other tries early on if Fatella Mariner caught one behind him and it got him in the shoulder. And then the second one, they threw at his knees. Uh, but, yeah, they definitely won the middle. 15-0 in the offloads in the first half. It was outstanding football. And um, that right edge in particular, Thompson, Fussy Tua, with Johnson giving him the football, and Tua Marlo Lola here. What a first grader he's been. He, he hasn't got a lot of raps, but he'd be close to rookie of the year for the fact he's played in the halves on the wing at fullback. He's been very, very good for the Warriors. But, um, yeah, first half, they were just all over Melbourne. Yeah, the first half was different than the game, that's for sure. Um Look, I, I, Melbourne will take a lot out of that. It's tough having to travel after Origin. And um, and for some reason, they always get the Warriors away after Origin 3. Like, I think it's happened the last three years in a row, which is, you know, from Craig Bellamy, I'm filthy about that. Um, but, yeah, I, the Warriors were good. The, the Warriors were definitely good, but um, I think Melbourne were a little bit down. and They got Melbourne at a good time, put it that way. But if I'm Melbourne, I'll take a lot out of it. But then again, if I'm McFadden, I'll take a lot out of it, I think. It was a it was a highest quality game of the weekend, um, so I, I think both teams would yeah you know, definitely you've got to consider them as as top eight, you know, if not certainties they're going to be very very strong chances to end up in the top eight, probably in the bottom bottom four, or more likely for I think for both sides they're going to end up in the bottom four. So. Uh, Melbourne aren't making the top four, no way. Uh, I thought Melbourne fought well uh, in the second half. They obviously grabbed a couple of tries there. Uh, you know, Kenny Bromwich was pretty good. Cooper Cronk uh, didn't have the best of days, as did Smith, probably not have the best day. But uh, once they fought back in, that freak try from Nathan Friend taking that bomb and doing the somersault, uh, like I said, followed by that flick pass on the short side there to get the ball back to Tompkins. He found two mile Lola here. But uh, that last try as well, when Sean Johnson, he Munster didn't even get a hand on him. It was just thin air. It was one of the best steps I've ever seen, but 
if he takes this yeah, form... That, that the... was the point in the game where I was like, mate, they're, Melbourne are going to come get him here, and then he did that. And that's that might be the difference in, in Newcastle, uh, in the Warriors. I, I think that's what they've got to do. They've got to take games away from the opposition. They sort of get to the point in matches where they... They get bored. Well, they just get to that point where they're like, you know, the game's probably won here, and then they just switch off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was good to see. That was a real positive sign. I'm taking one positive sign out of that game. It was it was that that they they got to like the 65th, 70th minute mark, and they they were in a 50-50 game, and they closed it out. Yeah, um, I take good to see. I take the fact that Johnson iced it, and that the Fords did what I want to see. They played hard, direct, and they'd offloaded until the cows come home. And good quality offloads, not dodgy ones on the floor. Um, those second phase players are as good as an extra tackle when you work teams over and. I think that, that was a massive difference taking the gas out of the tank of the storm as well. Um, ben Maddalino, Simon Mannering, Thompson. Um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot to like about the Warriors. There's no doubt about that. And this week, they get the Roosters. Like we said, that's a huge game. Melbourne, they get the Panthers. That's a massive game at home. Cameron Smith's 300th. Um, the other Sunday game was a bit one way. It was the Cronulla Sharks, 28-8 over the Dragons. St. George, you know, no Nabuli, no Dugan. No Farrell, no Merrin, Benji, Thompson, Frizzell, just a massive amount of uh, players missing from that side that was on a, a decent run. Yeah, I watched this game pretty closely. I thought it was it was a close game, um, apart from a 20-minute period where the Dragons um, just leaked three, three consecutive tries. Um, otherwise, it was, if you go back and watch it, for that 60 minutes, it was pretty even. Um, so if I'm if I'm Paul, Paul McGregor, I'm not. Obviously, they've lost five in a row. He's going to be ticked off, but um, I'll probably take a little bit out of that. Like the efforts there, you can't fault their effort. They're just down on shoots. They're very similar to what Penrith looked like, you know, a month month or two ago when they just got absolutely ravaged by injury. So uh, you know, these are things you can't control. And I thought the guys that came in did a pretty good job. But Cronulla, that that was a must win game for them, considering you know the side that the Dragons rocked out with. But um, yeah, I still, still don't know about Cronulla. Uh, it's a game I think they probably should have won by more in the end. I think it's the same Cronulla that I've put in the eight most years right at the bottom. Just that dirty, grinding forward pack that plays you know hard through the middle and they rarely get opportunities on the edges, but I think their edges are better than they've ever been, having players like Holmes and Fecky, Latelli, etc. And uh, Man of the match again for me. Uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again. Wade Graham doesn't get the credit he deserves either. He's an outstanding footballer. Yeah, well, he's, he's your gun. Absolute gun. Um, just... And he, he did a good job. And you know, he's been in the game now a long time. So, uh, credit to him. Yeah, he was good. Ben Barber's try-saver. I can't believe he got penalised for that. Ridiculous. But, I mean, now, in any game now, if you lift, they're basically going to penalise you. It's, it's ah. similar to rugby union. It's horrible, though. That's, and, and just quietly, Ben Cray, shame on you. You're kicked out of the front rows club. Uh, I was um, I was down at the bowling club. I dropped into um, one of our, our good mates, or one of my childhood mates, Timmy Whitaker, as his pop's um, 80th birthday. And I, I stopped down at the bowling club and I ended up watching the second half there. And, mate, you should have heard the people sledging him at Penrith Bowling Club. They were absolutely lighting him up. So, mate, mate he, uh, you know, learned to drop the shoulder, Benny. And I heard oh. like a roach this afternoon on Fox Sports. He was, he was giving it to him as well for not dropping, dropping the shoulder and running straight over him. But 
Well, Still even Eddie Barber, he put his body on the line. Oh, good on him. But Ben Cray, you hit a hole 10 metres out and then you look for support. You've only just got through the line. There's not going to be anyone there in that situation. He had space all either. He's got to do, all he's got to do is make sure that he lands on his front. Yeah. And I said that to Dad. Dad's going run over him. I go, you wouldn't even have to run over him. You find a little bit of space to the left or right and drop your body, you're getting in. You score. That's right. He, but he hesitated. He looked up as soon as he got to the line. He should have just gone for it. Yeah. Ah. The old Benny Cray, mate, when he was playing on the edge, he oh. was on tidy lines. He would have just ran straight past. Mate, he would have been it in. Like he'd never been, he hadn't been in a hole for a long time. Nah, hell no. And especially not wearing the number 10 on his back. He got lost. Yeah. But he's out of the Maybe front row. Yeah, he's out of the front rowers union. But uh, for feeder, he was brilliant again. St. George are hurting. Like I said, Wade Graham, outstanding. And congratulations to Luke Lewis. 250th game. He's had a million injuries. He's had to fight the throat cancer. Um, he's played on the wing. He's played centre. He's played halfback. He's played 5'8". He's played back row. There's nothing he hasn't done in the game. He's been brilliant for his country and for his state. Uh, and, you know, rightfully so, he played well and scored on the day. Yeah, and he's got over 100 first-grade tries. He's been a brilliant servant to the game. So. I, heard, um, I heard Joel Kane on the way home, um, or on the way to the bowling club on Sunday, spruiking the win-try combo is you had Luke Lewis into the Sharks to win. It was like $8. And I, obviously, I can't gamble, but... Um, I thought, oh, that's not bad. That's not a bad price. And then, sure enough, he bloody jumped over and scored. And, yeah, and the Sharkies won. So. Well, I thought about... There f- would have been, obviously, a few people that followed him into that bet. So. Yeah. Well, I missed out on two this weekend. And if you are going to bet, by the way, bet with WilliamHill.com. They're the best one to bet with. Uh, last night, I was going to take George Tafua into Manly to win at $3. And I thought, nah, I won't do it. He did it. And yesterday, I was going to take Fafita into the Sharks. And he scored again. So... Um, it's always it's always when you don't do it they they get over the line and they rub it in. Yeah, well, yeah, with the Sharkies, they I, got... uh, I, had, I hadn't I hadn't had a punt in probably two months, and then I backed some horses on Saturday and reminded myself why I, I, I was enjoying my time off the punt. Yeah, we should have learnt when we put money on the horses up at the Caxton. That didn't go too well for us. <laughs> No, it didn't. No, didn't go well at all. But the Sharkies, they've got Canberra away. That's going to be a tough game for them. Um, and the Dragons, they've got to go play the Rabbitohs this week at the uh, SCG. So that should have a bit of nostalgia about it. But things wrapped up on Monday night. The Manly Seagulls, 38-6 to over your Titans. And uh, it was one-way traffic. Uh, penalties, errors, and just lack of effort. Yeah, it was quite embarrassing. Mainly, mainly were good, but they just got gifted the ball, gifted penalties, gifted everything. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how much to take out of that. That mainly were good because um, I think the Titans are just very bad. Well, if anything, they helped them play a little bit into form now that they've kind of got their side back. Um, there was errors and penalties, forty-two missed tackles, sixty forty possession. But I think Matteo. He's starting to link well now, especially with the Harbs and uh, with Brett Stewart. Brett Stewart's in, you know, best form. I think that's three men of the matches in a row from his last three games. And um, Hodges, like I said before, they need something to help that middle out because no offence to Matty Ballin, but he doesn't spark the ruck that much and they don't have a great pack this year. But Jaden Hodges makes a big difference when he comes on. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, if you've got a grinder like Ballin, and I think Smith's going to get to this stage and probably even next year where he's going to need someone or Melbourne are going to need someone to just give that point of difference um, and that little bit of spark like you get 60 quality minutes out of um, Smith rather than 
playing for 80 and just get that constant grind. So um, it's good. And you've been rapping him for weeks. Like, I haven't seen a lot of New South Wales Cup, but... Oh, big fan. He's been their best player. He's, so, um, why not? Like, put him yeah. in. They've got nothing to lose. Uh, they've got a win, obviously. Seven. They've got to go seven and one through the next eight games. So this was the second um, hooker. They've got to focus on their offense. Yeah. This was the second hooker that the Cowboys let go that I thought they should have kept. This is Justin Hodges' cousin. Uh, they had hit Seguiaro, then he was the year after. I couldn't believe it. They went one after the other. Obviously, now Paul Green's fixed that with Greenville, who had it win him, win him manly. But I, just, I was just blown away that in consecutive years they had two gun nines and let both leave. And um, obviously, next year we know that Coruscant's going there. That's why I said the other week no offense to Ballon, but I'd be running with Coruscant and Jaden Hodges to spark that side up. Yeah. Uh, what happens, and obviously, yeah, well, it makes sense, yeah. given this situation, we're hearing Barrett's there, it's over the line, blah, 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 uh, nothing being announced, but if that is the case, I, I really do wonder what the future does hold for Mount Ballon, because uh, three doesn't go into two spots if they're going to run dual nines, that's for sure. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. well, Manly, like you said, don't have to take out of that one, but the Titans are flat, they're missing their halves, they're still without a few troops, but, uh, you know, you can pretty much put the pen to them, I thought. The only kind of couple I'd give a rap to, I thought Pettibourne tried hard. I thought Nene McDonald, again, over 200 metres. He's been good since he's got there. Um, and, and Nathaniel Petteru, the new arrival from the Warriors, scored on debut and tried hard in his short stint. But, yeah, um, they got Newcastle this week. It's a battle of two strugglers. And Manly, they've got a big clash Monday night at Brookvale against the Cowboys. That'll be a cracker. Yeah, it will be. Um, disappointing for the Titans because they, they've won some tough games this year, but... They've also lost some games that they should have won. So they should be probably two weeks higher on the ladder than what they are. Um, but the disappointing thing last night was obviously their effort. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm going to be crankier than what I was uh, last night watching a game. Probably the Warriors game. We threw that one away as well um, at home. But uh, I thought their effort was good that night. I just Their effort last night was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, it was, like I said, it kind of felt like the effort bubble... After all those grinding games and close games, whether they win or lost, and then losing the halves, losing a couple of forwards. Yeah, I think they're coming. They're coming off the bye as well. Like yeah, two weeks they'll flat. That's for I sure. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, how you can't come up with a better effort than that. Um, yeah, two weeks off. Like, it's frustrating. Definitely is frustrating. We'll see if they can turn around this week. Um, but that wraps me and you up, boxer. They're going to. They're gonna, what are they going to need to go? They're going to need to go seven and one or something. Well, they're on, they're on 16, so they're one of these teams that they have to win seven minimum. Yeah, six or seven. Six might get them in, but they're going to... Oh, they need results. Thinking. Results and four and against. No. No way. Well, that wraps um, menu up, Boxhead. That's uh, the reviews of the games from the weekend. Fast five and obviously talking about what we think is going to happen uh, with the ladder on the run-in. Uh, thanks for your time. You're off to training now, or you're, you're on your way to training while we've been talking this whole time. Um, I'm, on my way. I'm on my way now, yeah. I've got dressed. I'm just about to pull up at the stadium now, so. All good. Well, from one Panther to another, next up on the cards, I'll be joined by Mark Guy. We'll wrap up the Origin Series, and uh, much similar to what we've done here, we might touch on the ladder and uh, what we can expect on the run-in for the rest of the NRL season. Time four, ten in the bin with the Wild Panther, Mark Gaia.
as far as I was concerned, and I went to wreck as much havoc and chaos as I could. And we welcome back the wild panther, Mark Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Laurie. Your team didn't go too well, mate. What happened? Well, Mark, to be honest, I just didn't see that coming. I uh, I just don't know what happened, but I must say that Lenny's quite disappointed, my brother from Tenterfield Titans. Uh, he gave me a call and said that I should be sacked and strung up publicly and rocks thrown at me. I, I can't say I agree. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of the players and the team, but... Uh, Back in 2016, hopefully, I get a gig. Um, if not, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but uh, I just, did, just didn't see it coming. How bad was it? Wow. Oh, mate. Uh, I, mean, you, I, know you and, I know yourself and Brock went off to the oh. game and a thousand bucks later, you were uh, at time back in the hotel room, were you? Mate, back to the Caxton. I said that to Brock. I looked at him. I said, "Look, I had a good buzz going before we got here. Let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin the trip. Let's go back to the Caxton." <laughs> <laughs> um, he was buzzed. I was punching schooners into him left, right, and centre. He had that many cups in front of him. He didn't know what was happening. I was on a rampage. So once we got there and my buzz was fading and it was thirty to two, I quickly dragged him out of the stadium. <laughs> I must uh, admit that, you know, who haven't ever been to Suncorp for an origin, it's, it's one of them bucket list moments, isn't it? Oh. Where you, you can always um, get a bit of a glean from TV exactly how good it is, but until you actually walk in the stadium and, and realise how close to the action you are, and um, and this it was fever pitch. They, if anything's seen a, a, an ambush in rugby league, well, that was one of them. And they just come out, their line stood was immaculate. And you know what it was? It was... It was refreshing to see in Origin, even though we got our, our, our pants pulled down as a New South Welshman, it was refreshing to see... Mate, shoulders. The, the defensive, defensive technique back from the, you know, the 80s and 90s, just full-on great defence. No, no, holding down and, mm. and neck locks and leg locks and finger locks and, and ear locks. It was just great to see. Yeah, there was definitely no jiu-jitsu. Everything had purpose. Uh, the carries had purpose. And then even the brand of football, the... Um, you know, you, you look at it on paper, honestly. I've said it the whole way through. It was purely the forward pack that was going to win it for us. But the brain of that football team, and you don't you don't appreciate the difference of playing up there on that track either compared to playing at ANZ. ANZ basically negates um, that spine. It turns into a shit fight. But um, up there, it was 17, 18 degrees. It was short. It was fast. Um, Cameron Smith was popping out there with two lead runners, and they were hitting an edge like, almost immediately. They were spreading our middle out and just tearing us apart. Yeah, I think I think it was done like something like we only had thirty percent of the ball, or, or you know, yeah, yeah, seventy thirty for the that game. Was, that was just caused from you know downright aggression, and that's all. Yeah. that's all Queensland went on, and uh, bravo to them. Um, you know, it's, I I know I sat with you and Brock or, and, and spoke before the game, and I had I, I along with a lot of people had a a feeling that this was our year. Um, all these young blokes were coming through, and um, well, but. We're wrong. Queensland, you just can never write off a champion, and uh, I don't think we'll write them off again. No, nah, there's no way we can. And you look back at it, um, you know, game one, first half, we did the job in the middle. Um, obviously, ANZ, like I said, much harder for them. Second half, we had no ball. Didn't take the opportunity for the field goal. Cronk shows how important he is, closes out. Game two, we won the middle. We played some ad-lib footy. We finally found a bit of aggression and just took the game away from them and, and got the job done. But game three, pretty much what you said, I have a feeling... Um, even in the papers, I know things were quiet, but I just got the vibe from us that we basically thought we had the job done. There was a lot of people 
walking around with a pretty big head after game two and all the raps they were getting, oh, we're the next generation, here comes a dynasty, it's going to be two in a row. There was plenty of that and there was nothing from them and uh, it's always quite scary when Queensland are quiet and we just got absolutely served on Wednesday. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. Couldn't agree more. Back to the drawing board, as we say, for the last, uh, well, what, last, once in the last 10 years, uh, oh. 10 years we've said <laughs> bravo. Well, wow. I'm heartbroken because I said I wanted it to end purely so they couldn't go back to what they were all saying, Ben Ike and all these blokes, nine from the last 10. I was like, you're lost. You can't keep using it, but they've won again and they're flogging that nine from 10. Um, it's just, yeah. it's, yeah. And, and obviously Gus Good had an absolute Barry Crocker today, just lost the plot and ripped in, saying that, uh, you know, the media chooses the team and this and that and we, we don't pick our own identity. And, and you know what? I tend to agree. To, and, I, 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 I... Well, Gus, Gus is one of them blokes in rugby league that when he talks, you listen, and I've known him for nearly 30 years, and he doesn't say anything unless he means it um, and has has a uh, reason for saying it. And he's right. You know, there's obviously uh, components of the New South Wales psyche that uh, are completely different to the Queensland psyche. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, we, we go about origin in a lot different way, and, and, and usually we play right in their hands, especially in the last you know, decade we have. It's just been one of them unbelievable performances by a sporting team. You know, when you look at everyone keeps looking at the team that they've got, and yeah, they're great. They're fantastic. They're going to be immortals. But you've got to have a gel. You've got to have some type of glue that holds all that together. And I suppose Mel Meninga's got to take all the kudos for that. You know, he's yeah. he was a legend of a player. Um, wasn't so good as a, a a competition coach, but as a um, as an Origin coach, wow, he just he just knows exactly what to do. Mate, the right people around him. Um, and I think the main thing I took from what Gus said, and I said this to Brock before. I don't know if you agree. I feel that we pick our side based on what they pick. We don't back ourselves like they do. And the prime example is those early years, we picked Bo Scott and pretty much shut down one of our edges in attack saying that we need to stop GI. And then the last couple of years, instead of picking a centre that we think can do some damage, we just pick Josh Morris, regardless of form, and say he's going to stop GI. Um, We pick our side based on Queensland. And then you look at game three... We're all pointing the finger saying, oh, you need four forwards, you're doing it wrong, blah, blah, blah. What do they do? They pick a utility, Papali, a couple of smaller blokes say, we're not listening to you, and they blitz us 52 to 6. That's the difference. They're, uh, they've got courage in their convictions. They back what they're going to do. They don't care what anyone thinks or what anyone's going to tell them to do. They're going to do it the Queensland way. We've bowed to pressure multiple times in the past. Uh, the Nathan Merritt thing, there was a bit of a, a spack about that. There was heaps of wind getting behind when Josh Reynolds got picked. The papers get on board. Um, we lay the boot into Mitchell Pearce all the time, and then, like I said, we, we pick players to negate what they've picked instead of backing um, our players and picking our own bloody team. Uh, and that's what kind of worries me about maybe next year's fortunes, that maybe someone like Blake Austin could be the, the very similar part to Josh Reynolds. You know, everyone's saying, why isn't he there, why isn't he there, and his, his form's irresistible, but, um, he, you know, 
it's just it's, <laughs> I've, got, I've lost the words when it comes to origin mate let's yeah. uh Let's uh, put that to bed for the 12 months, eh? Well, to summarise it, just to finish off, 1,500 metres to 700, 15 offloads to 5, 9 line breaks to 1, 12 penalties to 5, 12 errors to 4, and 32 missed tackles to 8 in an 8-1 to one try. Blitz, um, I don't see their team changing a whole lot unless anyone retires. Basically, there might be one change at best, and that's Hodges out uh, on our side of things. 12 months to come, so we won't really touch on it yet. There's no point because you've got no idea how things are going to be going form-wise. But moving on to the NRL competition, mate, it's starting to take shape. Um, I spoke to Brock about this before. I have a feeling for me, I think the Tigers, the Eels, the Titans and Newcastle are definitely gone. And I have to chuck Manly in there as well just because I looked at their draw. They're on 16 points. They need to basically win six if results go their way or seven of their last eight. And they've got to play the Warriors, the Roosters, the Bunnies, the Cowboys. They've got a really, really tough run home. Yeah, um, it is. If I had to pick one of them teams from the bottom four or five, mainly would would be the team that I would say are are most likely, purely for the fact that I think they've got five of them in the last six, seven or eight games at home. Mm. Um, At the Fortress Brookvale. Um, But look, it's... The Titans on Monday night were, were deplorable. That wasn't. Uh, that was just a, a shocking performance. Um, the Knights and the Tigers. Well, they're, on, they're head scratchers, aren't they? They oh. started off the season with so much promise. Um, now languishing at 15th and 16th. Um, you know, just and, and the Dogs are very similar to me. They just when they look ready for a run, um, they stutter and they they lose a game that or that or they try to put a performance in that. Is very un semi final like, and they both did it last weekend. So they've got that. Penrith's uh, run doesn't get any better this weekend when they take on Cameron Smith in his third game in, in Melbourne. Yeah, so, at Melbourne. Um, you know, it's they're, they're a little bit. Uh, maybe surprised them, I suppose, of the competition of being the Broncos. They're just, but just when you think they're going to, you know, they're they're going to fall off their perch and, and start floundering there. They're going from strength to strength. They're doing it away from Suncorp too, which is even more promising. I said to Brock earlier, um, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, regardless of the results and them both being equal, I would have backed the Cowboys. But after watching their defensive effort against Melbourne um, on the weekend and just in general this year, I don't know who I'd tip right now. I'd have to flip a coin. And I still think there's more improvement from the Broncos, which is the scary thing. You know, Boyd has had limited time at the back there to merge in with Milford and Hunt, and that's obviously growing nicely. And, um, you know, Kahu's been healthy this year, and, and Vito's improved under Wayne Bennett after his position was threatened. Thayday's grown another leg. Um, you know, they're, they're just getting such a good role. And then, again, Thayday a couple of years ago in the front row under Griffin looked horrible, and then he was absolutely outstanding against the giant dogs pack on the weekend. Wayne Bennett uh, has just really done a number and, and changed the culture there. Because, to be honest, the roster didn't change a whole lot. Like, Boyd, you basically can't count yet because he's barely played. Adam Blair doesn't make a huge difference. Probably Milford's the only real roster change that's significant, mm. but their, their their attitude to defence and their whole game is just flipped. Oh, Wayne Bennett, he's, he's the man. I mean, Wayne Bennett, wherever he goes, success follows, and he's proven it. Uh, obviously, you know, Knights, I suppose, is one hiccup on the radar, but even then, he's um, he, he was going better than at the moment, which is yeah, you know, stone marvellous last. So. Um, yeah, you've got to think at the minute if you have to put your money on a team winning the competition, we'd have to come out of one of four teams, I suppose, and the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Roosters, and I have to say the what the top four as it is. Yeah, um, so Warriors. I don't know. They, just they just don't seem to be what they were last year in, in Melbourne without Billy Slater. 
um, at fullback, they they lose a lot. Um, they are just the, the potency level just drops dramatically, and I think the Dragons are starting to uh, start to lose a bit of steam as well. Uh, look, the Dogs are still got in them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't not say that they can't win the comp. Um, the Smoky might be the Sharks. You know, the Sharks are just playing that, that gritty that gritty footy that no one likes to play against a team like that. And yeah, who knows how, how far they can go. I get the feeling, I said this I put them in my eight all those other years, but it kind of feels the same to me that in, in a finals game, if it come to a shootout for points, I just don't see them um, mm. being able to come up with the points. Melbourne, I'm with you. I put them in the bottom of the eight. I don't think they'll threaten for the title. They're, Billy makes just such a difference. They have to completely flip their attack to make a difference. Um, the Bunnies, the Bunnies, I've got a little head scratcher on just because I'm commentating this week the New South Wales Cup, the Bears. Kira's only Orvar's back. He played, obviously, last year, made a big difference in the centres. Yep. Paul Carter's, uh, you know, obviously been signed there. He's playing, so if they can get him onto the bench playing well. And Kyle Turner's back from the spinal injury. He was obviously good for him. So there's two potential, you know, grand final winners from last year and Paul Carter, who I think can bring an attitude that they're definitely lacking in the middle this year. Um, well, that'd be interesting game to watch. Be, yeah, that's their three names there that if they were in the, like, obviously, yeah, Paul Carter. Um, oh, He's had, his, he's had his demons, and it's good to see him go through the right rehab and, and, and get back on the field because um, he's too good a player to be uh, lost to the game. Um, you know, young Turner, well, he speaks for himself. He's, yeah. uh, he's lucky to be walking again, let alone uh, playing footy. Um, so, yeah, that'd be, you know, a bit of attitude at Tiaf, I suppose. Just, you know, that's yeah. a lot of attitude with Burgess and Theo, and uh, they're two blokes who, who have got a presence on the field. And, and when you look at, even though Glenn Stewart is a. He's a one of them players you pick every day of the week in your, in your team, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't exactly um, you know, strike fear into the opposition like I suppose Sam Burgess or Ben Theo did, but no. uh, they've, got to, they've got to find ways to win in other ways. And As long as they've got a big dude at the fullback, but, uh, like they call J.I., um, you, can, you can never underestimate them. Oh, 100%. If they can get Isaac Luke to spruik up, he hasn't looked the happiest, obviously, the situation there um, yeah. has been quite public. But I think if he spruiks up, Reynolds stays healthy. He's barely played this year. If that all clicks back into gear and Paulie Carter and Orvar can bring a little bit of attitude back to the edge in the middle, um, you know, they're a bit of a dark horse for me. But I've got the Roosters, the Cowboys, the Broncos like you locked in. I think the Warriors are my other one. Holding on, I think the Bunnies are holding the eight. I think the Storm will hold and the Dogs will hold. Um, in limbo, though, fighting for that last spot, I've got the Panthers, the Raiders, the Sharks and the Dragons. Um, the Sharks, like I said, I, I think they'll get in. I don't think they can challenge. The Dragons are missing eight top squad players at the moment. And I, I think, like most teams, you, you play that gritty defensive style and you don't score a lot of points. It tells after a while. It's so hard to keep backing up um, those efforts. The Raiders have lost some really close games that I think are going to hurt them. And Sam Williams has got nowhere near enough credit for how much stability he brings to that side and how much he frees up Austin. I think we're going to learn over the next few weeks how important he is. And uh, the Panthers, that's not rocket science. How many injuries can you have? You know, they've had... A million halves combinations. They're not going to get Moylan back. Seguiaro's been in and out. Um, I, I think it might be a mountain too high for a couple of those teams. But a dark horse, bar those three sides you mentioned, I look at the dogs like you, but I just still don't feel they know what their identity is. I think it's quite simple. Destroy the middle of the field with that massive forward pack. Let Leisha probe and get early ball to the Morris brothers and you know Lafay and these kind of blokes. But they just seem content sometimes for everyone to think that they're a halfback. I just think as long as they've got someone like uh, Josh Reynolds on the bench, then they're not going to win. No. Um, he's, he's, not a, he's not a bench player. He's a, he's a first-grade rugby league player. He's played Origin. He should be in your top 13 players on the field. I don't know where. Um, 
where Benji's going to put him, but he's got to be in the top. He's got to be in the run on side. I'd put him lock, put him the lock forward out anywhere. Like he's just got to be on the field. His, his, his energy is, is is paramount to victory. It's one of them things that is contagious in a rugby league team. You know, he, he's got to be in there. In by has been one of the real improvers of the competition. Uh, they lost last week without Hodgkinson. Um, uh, you know, so I suppose the audition was there for, for Reynolds, but he's playing like he's under a lot of pressure, Josh Reynolds, and he shouldn't be. Yeah, well, he's, he, he's playing like he, you know, he's it's playing like he's playing for a contract or something, and and that's wrong because he's, he's a kid who's uh, I think who gets by on, you know, uh, softly, softly, you know, and I think yeah. he's, he's definitely a, a bloke who you should persevere with in a starting team. Well, I can chuck it out there right now. Dez should put it to bed this week. Trent Hodkinson's going to Newcastle. That's done and dusted. He unfortunately. Yes, he did play Origin, and the, the papers love a field day, but he wouldn't be in my side. He's not going on the bench. He's not staying. It's Reynolds and Abaya going forward. Simplify the game plan. Those games, they were so dominant through the middle, they look outstanding, and that's how they made the green final last year. Come finals time, they just destroyed the middle of sides. They got quick play the balls. They fed Lafay when he was healthy. Um, now they've got both Morrises, Lafay, Curtis Rona. It's not rocket science for that Bulldog side. Everything starts in the middle of the field, and they've got just as big a bop as coming off the bench, so that should never stop. Yeah, you might, you might even say, go one step further and say, we're missing the menace. Ennis the menace, you know. He's, him around the rack was, uh, he's just, he's one of them blokes who niggles and niggles and niggles, and uh, he's, he, with him gone, it's, I know Leach is a great player, but, um, you know, he hasn't got the, the, again, the aura that Ennis had, but, um, you know, it's hard, it's, it's one that, well, while it is a competition that um, we don't know who's going to win, that's kind of a good thing. That's, that, I know everyone, you know, everyone says that oh, it's the salary cap this and the salary cap that, but this is the salary cap at its work. Right. You know, this is we've got the, the top team on thirty, well, thirty points, the bottom team on fourteen. You know, that's, mm. that's it's, there's only six games amongst the, uh, between them, and that's unheard of in a, in a competition of sixteen teams. It's you know, it's all it takes is for someone like a Parramatta to get on a, a three-game one, uh, run. They're in. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're fifth. It's just, um, you know, speculation about who's going to finish where and what's going, who's going to finish what is is great, and everyone should have an opinion in, in rugby league. But it's just, at the moment, I, I just so, it's so so open. It's yeah. so bloody open. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the comp. I, I, I look, the Warriors might make the the, the the grand final. Who knows? Well, that's... You know, if, they can, if they can keep their, you know, I know next year they're going to be a force to be reckoned with with um, Isaac Luke and um, two of after Sheck, as along with Sean Johnson, they're going to be an, an attacking nightmare for, for opposing teams. But um, the way it stands at the moment, I'm just waiting for a team to, to launch out from the pack. And I suppose that one team is, is Brisbane. They, they just seem to be the team that are doing the right thing. And, and with, with the coach they've got, um, you know, Wayne Bennett, you, you, you can't really deny him. No, I mean, know the track record. If they make a grand final, they win. Yeah, that's so right. I think, I look at it this way if them and the Cowboys, who both should finish one and two, um, if they get one and two in home finals, you can put them both through the preliminary. That's uh, that's the way I see it. I think they will both be there um, for the final four, playing to make the grand final if they both finish one and two and get home finals. Yeah, we can't disagree. Well, the last thing I want to pose just before we get off this is, is the Warriors, um, do you think they can make the top four? I said to Brock, I think they can. I think they're a genuine threat, and obviously next year's going to be even better. But I think Townsend's given Johnson a little bit of what he needs. Um, the forward pack's been outstanding. Bodine Thompson I always liked, but I didn't know he was going to be so good going back there. I think, right. I, I think there's a lot of little pieces falling into place, and they've obviously got depth. You've seen that in Lasone, Vete, Fusitua, Tui Malalola here. 
Um, you know, no Manu on the weekend, no Harold. They've had players in and out, no Hoffman. I, I think they're a legitimate dark horse if they can get things right. Oh, without a doubt. They've got, what, are the, um, the Roosters at home this week or away? Uh, it's a, it's uh, in Sydney, so this is a real test, and this could put them ahead of the Roosters in the third spot. So. Yeah, well, then they've got the, they the Eagles. You, start, you say that's a, that's a, a tick if it's... Yeah. Well, it depends where it is, but so that's the thing. They need... The Warriors, Achilles Hill, is playing away from their home ground. They've got to put two or three back-to-back, and they've got the Roosters, Manly, Sharks, Dragons, and they finish off with the Panthers, so... Out in five games, you think they've got to at least win four of them to finish in the top four, mm. um, or, or possibly three. Um, so, you look, they're, they're a chance. Um, but if they beat the Roosters this weekend, then mainly the following weekend, well, they're well on their way to the top four spot. Yeah, well, I did a ladder predictor, and the only change that happened to my eight was the Dragons missed out and the Sharks got in. There was a big uh, pile-up again, like we said, obviously right now. From 14th to 5th, the difference is, you know, only two points or four yeah. points. So it's a very close competition. But to sum it all up, mate, and finish off, if you had to call it right now, and I know it's very, very hard, but grand final day, if you had to pick from what you've seen right now, who would be playing on grand final Sunday? Uh, very hard to go past the Brisbane and North Queensland, but I'm going to. I'm going to, go, I'm going to say the Broncos are going to play the Warriors. Mate, I, I'm not too far off agreeing with you. Um I wanted to go to the All-Queensland final, but I'd like to think this year that Jonathan Thurston can finally get North Queensland over the line, so I put them in there, and every time I look at the Roosters squad, I'm just waiting for them to do something. That that roster is ridiculous. If they click, I think they can get there, so I've got the uh, the Cowboys playing the Roosters in the grand final. Yeah, Black Ferguson is out of that X-factor they needed. Uh, that's what they had with Sonny Drew Williams, and, and when, he's, when he went, they kind of lost a big hole, and... Since Ferguson's been back, he's, he's added that pizzazz, so um, can't, can't disagree at all with you. But nah. uh, that's why we dealt with Twice. Such a good game, brother. That's why it's a game we love. NRL, that's why we love it. 14th all the way through to 5th. There's only two wins between them, and on the run home, we have no idea what is going to happen, people. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. You're listening <laughs> to two absolute gibbers here, two former forwards, which is always good stuff. We're geniuses. The front rowers, you need to be super proud. But big fella, as always, mate, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for your time, and we need to have a beer very soon. Yep, sooner or later, brother. Be good. Talk to you soon, Louie. No worries, mate. Have a good one. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. We're both disappointed. Uh, New South Wales got absolutely shellacked, but on a more positive note, we get back four rounds of football. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, mate. Sounds a bit like sour grapes, but you know what? At least we get full footy back again, and more importantly, Super Saturday. I love my Super Saturday. So, um, yeah, I guess um, good luck to Queensland, but, um, yeah, it's a game that I don't think I'll ever be watching again. Nah. Or a replay of it. No way. Uh, even I had MG on earlier <clears throat> for a, an origin review, and to be honest, uh, once we started touching on the subject, we didn't even really go into depth. We got on more about the finals run purely because what else What else can you say? We, we were absolutely out enthused. We were shellacked. They got their shoulders into us. They made it like an older style of game. Um, we The whole week in was scary thinking about it, to be honest. They were quiet. They didn't say a word. Everyone said, here comes the New South Wales dynasty. All our blokes basically had that look that they'd already had the job done, and um, they got ambushed. They got they got absolutely towed up. Yeah, believing their own hype, maybe. They could, could have been guilty for that in New South Wales. But look, at least on the night, we, we, you couldn't blame the ref. You couldn't blame injuries. 
Um, they were just, they were, I don't know if you could say out and twos, but they were just, they just seemed better mentally prepared than us. I, I just that, That's what scares me. The response wasn't even there. There was no no urgency shown at any point. Even at 22-2 down, there was no one blowing up and uh, trying to rip and tear or, you know, just at least make a physical contest of it or earn some pride back. We basically rolled over. Yeah, the, and the momentum didn't shift. Nothing shifted. Nah. It's, we, just, it's just stayed that deadpan Queensland dominance pretty much from the 10th minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, we needed, we needed some field possession and we've got skinny little wingers who can't, who aren't meter readers, so, um, which hopefully we can look at next year. Yeah, very, very sad, but moving off that, uh, not too much cooking this week, you reckon, but what, what do you have? Yeah, pretty quiet this week, mate, but I've got a few things there that we can touch on. Uh, first of all, we'll touch on Dane Weston, the former Panther, now at uh, the Melbourne Storm. He's just signed a two-year deal with the English Club League. Um, look, 28 years old, Dane, he's played a few good games this year for Melbourne, but, um, yeah, I guess at 28, he's uh, he's been around for a while. He can get good money in England, so good luck to him. Yeah, can't really blame him for that. Um, you know, bit player at Melbourne, like a lot of those front rowers have been over the last couple of seasons, but I have a few friends playing over there at the moment, Halifax, Bradford, whatnot. You can earn more money than over here, um, you know, playing in that lower tier, and there's the possibility of moving up to the Super League. So um, you get to travel a bit, open some doors, so good on him. Yeah, that's right, 28 years old, so still young enough to enjoy the travel and whatnot, so yeah, good luck to him. Mm. And handy, handy player too. 100%. Uh, Chrissy Sandow, mate, we've been talking about him all year, obviously not going to be in the Eels next year, but uh, he will be in blue and gold, but he'll be in blue and gold of the Wolves in the UK, so like, they seem to be the, the club that are throwing the most money at him. I'm, I'm hearing about 600 k a year for Sanders, which is pretty much... Um, a little bit less than what he's done at Parramatta now. So, um, getting good money, Chris Sandow, does he deserve it? Absolutely not. But, um, you know, if he can get that over there, he'd probably get a third of that out here. Yeah, I suppose, again, you look at the pound, uh, what are we, like 60 cents of the dollar. So, um, you know, it, it inflates a little bit, a little bit on its own purely just because of the currency. But that's a super league, you know. Players that are struggling over here or have had some fandom over here seem to go over there and make a pretty good wicket. So um, if, if no one's interested, that's the best place to go. And they've obviously got an opening now that Richie Myler, who, you know, he's been touted that he was coming here. I'm, I think he's signed with the Catalan Dragons next year. So Yeah, that's right, exactly. And um, I think with Chrissy Sand, we all know that uh, he's a talent but extremely inconsistent. And uh, the UK Super League is pretty much an inconsistent comp where you've got your first-ranked team and your last-ranked team are miles apart. So he may just fit in well over there with their sort of inconsistencies. Oh, mate, that loose brand of football, I think he'll have a field day, to be honest. You watch that, they chuck the pill around. So if he wants to tell Brad Arthur that they should play his brand of football, I'm sure Tony Smith won't complain at Warrington. That's right. Just go out there, do some mad live and have fun with it. No, no worries at all for him. He'll have a field day. Yeah, uh, Manu, mate. Uh, obviously on the move. He's not re-signed by Penrith. Now the Tigers and the Sharks have both had a nibble at him. Uh, he's not attracting big offers. Obviously, the back end of his career. Now he could be another one uh, headed to the UK. But um, I hear he's meeting with the Sharks again this week. So hopefully, he stays in the NRL. We don't lose another one. But um, again, another guy who's at the end of his end of his uh, career. Yeah, I heard him personally saying the other day that he, he hasn't ruled out staying at Penrith, but I really doubt they could table anything respectable or even near what he could probably get from Super League or somebody else. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I highly doubt he'd be doing that unless he was 
um, you know, absolutely 100% sure that there was a, a comp on the way or something building and he was willing to take a decent cut for maybe another year. But, uh, yeah, probably Sharks, again, so many back rowers. Oh, I still don't understand their, 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 their thought process. Like, Hyington leaves, but you're not taking away Graham. You're not taking Lewis. They're going to keep Gallon, maybe. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Jack Bird can play back row or he can move out to the centres. They just seem to do that every year. They always buy back rows when they don't need them. Yeah, very, very strange, isn't it? All right, mate, last one for the night, and I guess it's a fairly big one. Uh, ben Teo, we'll see him back uh, next year in the NRL. He's sold his manager, he's fed up, wants to come back. So uh, we'll be interesting to see where he ends up. My money at this stage looks like it's going to be the Cowboys. Wow. Um, I, don't, it was, I can't remember if it was uh, you or your brother wasn't a big fan of Ben Teo, but um, yeah, it be interesting to see where he ends up. Oh, we got we were both a bit frustrated that last year just because every time he has a good game or two he got suspended. Yeah, um, that's true. He, he's a good player when he's on the field, but that's half his problem. He generally has a week or two, and then he just have a brain snap and get himself uh, sat down for a couple of weeks. But no doubt, he was absolutely pivotal in their their grand final run. And uh, I said in our preseason predictions that I, I couldn't see South challenging without Burgess, but in particular again, Teo, you need edge back rowers or you need one or two forwards that just lead from the front and have that uh, zero care factor for anyone else's safety and well-being and this year they don't have that um, you know he's, yeah they've lost that yeah, yeah he's, he's, gone. his two twin brothers don't really have that same drive without Sam there there's not an intimidator on the edge like Teo just kicks ass and takes names and uh, Burgess was in a similar mould but in particular he's just he was a predator Ben Teo like, he, he let people know uh, you know especially in that that finals run that he was there so, yeah. um, I've got no idea how the cows have got any cow, but, uh, salary cap room if they're keeping everyone they've got there. But uh, good luck to them. If they pick him up, that's a massive signing. It would be, would be massive. They are in talks. So, they seem to be number one at this stage. Fair enough. Well, if that's all you got the mailbag, mate, that sips last week, uh, discounting the New South Wales game that we both got wrong, the normal six-game round, you got four. Uh, you got the Dragons and the Titans wrong. I got five. I backed the Dogs, and they let me down again. Um, so you're on 69, I was on 68 now with that we're both on 73 heading into a full round finally we're back uh, to a full round and before we get into our tips they are going to be brought to you with odds from willemhill.com if you had an account with sportingbet.com it still exists now but it is with willemhill.com so if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport make sure it's with William Hill but we kick things off it's a battle of our two mobs mate Friday night the Melbourne Storm versus the Penny Panthers. It's Cameron Smith's 300th game down there at Amy Park. So with that being said, I don't need to go no further. If uh, if they can't get motivated for his 300th at home, I'm just not here. So I'm going to go the Storm. Yeah, and Warner Blake's playing for Pepper, so you're going to go heavily on Melbourne. <laughs> oh, ruthless. <laughs> not a fan at all, Warner Blake. He was dreadful again on the weekend, but obviously he's there because there's injuries. But, um, wow, he's... Uh, Way out of his depth in first grade, that game. But, um, it's shocking, absolutely terrible. But, um, yeah, look, great for Cam Smith. Um, 300 games, and um, he might even score one. Mate, I'll tell you what, I gave Luke Lewis a big rap earlier, so I suppose I'll give my Cameron Smith spiel uh, here right now. And the whole time that I've been alive, and more in particular, watching football and being a Melbourne fan, um, you know, there's been some absolutely outstanding players, and I've, I've been given no more joy in the time I've, I played myself, nor watched, than the time the big three have been there. But more particular, Cameron Smith, he's just... Uh, I'm still mind-blown from the bloke that come in. He still looks exactly the same. 
he's built like an accountant. He's an absolute freak. He, he's the smartest footballer I've seen while I've been alive. And you, and you hear these blokes talk about blokes, uh, you know, in the past that I've never even seen play, giving these kind of raps. Uh, you'd have to think he's pretty close to the to the top of the pile as far as nines are concerned. And um, you know, he's definitely going to be an immortal. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think that that one's a given, I think. And I don't know about Amy Parker. I think obviously it's not a really a set venue, but if there's anything in Melbourne that has any, uh, you know, uh, tributes to any football players, I don't, I don't know about Billy or Cooper later on in time, but if any one of those Melbourne players was going to get a statue or something down there, it'd have to be Cameron Smith. Uh, the second Friday night game, we've got the Parramatta Eels. Four from their last five, they take on the Bulldogs, a much tougher test. Um, again, I, the four from five to me is a bit of false reality. They get one or two players back, but I'm not buying into what they're selling. I'm going to back the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to back the Bulldogs. They were disappointing uh, last week, last start. But, um, yeah, Parramatta up and down. So, yeah, I'll go That's very, very random, that is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's very strange. Um, the odds for those two games on Friday night, the Melbourne Storm, $1.45 favourites at home. The Penrith Panthers, $2.80. Outsiders, the line is minus 6.5. Um, I don't know about a shellacking, but I definitely like Melbourne. I'll be looking at 1-12 to 12 at $3.10. And Parramatta, they're massive outsiders, $3.25. The Bulldogs, $1.35 with William Hill. The line is minus eight and a half. Again, uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, God knows what to expect from Parramatta, but the Bulldogs as well. I'd probably be thinking more the one to one to twelve market again at three dollars and five cents. But Saturday, Super Saturday, your favourite day of the week kicks off GIO Stadium. It's the Canberra Raiders versus the Cronulla Sharks. Um, well, I was big on the Raiders, but I don't think Sam Williams and I said this to Brock earlier has got anywhere near enough credit for what he's done this year. He lets Blake Austin be Blake Austin. He takes the fifth tackle options. He's safe as houses. And he's number three in tri-assist. So people that don't think he can't ball play, you're kidding yourselves. And his defense has improved out of sight from the bloke that I saw going to grade. So I think they're going to be hurting a little bit. Strange that Baptiste is playing seven. I think that tells you their thoughts on Cornish and McCrone's future um, at Canberra. But I'm going to go the Sharks. They're unchanged. I think they're building nicely. Um, and even though it is a bit earlier, which should probably be more conducive to Canberra, I think you'll see how much Sam means to that side, so I'm going to back the Sharks. Yeah, both coming off uh, wins, obviously, but um, I think this is where Canberra can get a run. Uh, I, I've got a feeling they'll sneak into the eight. Um, and I think Canberra, I think Canberra can boot in there, too. Um, well, the Sharks were impressive, um, but no, give me the Raiders. They are favourites at home. They're $1.65, if you like that gossip, and uh, the Sharkies, they're $2.25. The line, minus 3.5, if you think they can cover... One try. You think they can do the job quite convincingly. 13-plus gets you $3.20 on the Raiders. The one I'm looking at is also the overs and unders market. Um, over or under 42.5. If it's got the Raiders involved, I think if it's heading the way you're thinking, it might be a bit of a blowout. I think maybe unders if the Sharks can strangle them. But the second game, not really looking forward to this one, but hopefully they put up a fight. At least Newcastle, they've lost 11 of their last 12, and the Titans copped an absolute poleaxing. Uh, from Manly on Monday night, but Greg Bird's back. 
Uh, Bo Falloon starts again. There's a couple of changes, so they're starting to get some troops still lacking in the halves, and for that reason, uh, and it being at Newcastle, with absolutely no confidence, I'm going to back the Knights. Yeah, they're the Knights. Um, lazy me, I didn't check who was playing for the Knights before we came on air, but um, if Tyrone Roberts is playing, um, then he's going to need a big game. He's on the nose with a couple of the players there and with the coach as well, so he's going to need a massive game if he wants to stay in the NRL anyway, so... Yeah, he had a big yeah, rant. Had a big rant to uh, Trent Hodgkinson about coming to his hometown, thinking he's going to take his jersey. He's got another thing coming, so he needs to back those words up. And uh, with that, William Hill has Newcastle as the favourites, a dollar sixty favourites at home. The Titans two dollars thirty five outsiders. The line is minus four. Uh, Christ, flip a coin on this one. The over and under of thirty eight. I think you go overs here. These two uh, seem like two sides that can maybe post some points against each other because they both can't tackle. Uh, uh, yeah, see what happens in that one. But it finishes off very nicely Saturday at the SCG. A bit of nostalgia. We've got the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, the Dragons get some troops back. You get Frizzell, Thompson, Dugan. Uh, I think Justin Hunt's been a good acquisition for them, showing the promise he showed a couple of years back. But I'm looking at South. This, for me, similar to what you're saying about Canberra, there's massive question marks. They have to stand up. This is the game last year where they stamped themselves heading in to the finals against Manly at the cricket ground, so I'm going to back them to stand up on the weekend. Yeah, I want to go the Dragons. They can't possibly lose five in a row, surely. And if they do, that's it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Mentor they can come back from it. Uh, with Dugan back, they're a diff- obviously a different side. Um, yeah, always a great game at the SCG. It's um, yeah, a lot of history there. So, yeah, give me the Dragons. Well, if you like that one, mate, WilliamHill.com, jump on there and have a bet. The Dragons, $3.10 outsiders. So massive bickies there if you want to have a bet. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, $1.38. The line is minus eight. Uh, like I said, I'm more on the Rabbitohs for this one. I like the 1-12 to market. They're actually shorter for the 13+, plus, but I like the 1-12 to at 3.10. I definitely think the Dragons with the back rollers back, Dugan, Marshall, uh, their defensive setup will look much better and they'll be more potent on the edges. But th- this is the time for South. If they're going to show us anything, uh, th- this is it. I know Luke's out, but Reynolds has had a couple of weeks back now. Kiri, GI got the week off last week. Um, the Fords have to step up big time this week. Sunday, yep. this should be a cracker game as well. The Roosters versus the Warriors. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, I-, I really wanted to back the Warriors. I've actually. Got, got an inkling this year this is a real chance for them to make the top four looking at the form and the way they're playing compared to some of the other sides that are sitting there and I think they've got the firepower but I like the Roosters as well I really do think the Roosters can push for the Premiership I know last week wasn't the prettiest game against Penrith but they got into a grind um, they've got the forward pack to match the Warriors and it's in Sydney so I'm going to go the Chooks yeah the Warriors they haven't had a bludger of a game for a while so put this one down as a bludger for them I think um Traditionally, they tend to start dropping form now after the origin period. Um, and I think it'll start here. I think the, the Roosters will get them. Yeah, well, they're very short, the Roosters, a lot more than I expected considering uh, how the Warriors have been playing. $1.35, the Sydney Roosters, New Zealand, $3.25. I think I'm going to have a piece of that. Uh, the line, <laughs> minus 8.5. Uh, I like the Warriors again, one to twelve, four dollars seventy-five. Overs and unders, 38.5 points. So I think this one might be conducive to some points if it gets a bit loose, especially with those two forward packs and brilliant players like Sheck and Johnson. Uh, Sunday again, 
the Broncos, they're at Suncorp to the Tigers, who are just absolutely hapless at the moment. Don't know what is going on up there. Don't know what's going on with Jason Taylor. He's kept it together pretty well, considering the circumstances. I'd be a lot more frustrated than what he's shown. Maybe behind closed doors he is, but I can't see it getting any better. Uh, the Broncos defensively are just way too good. I, I don't know what the Tigers could throw at them because after the, 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 some of the defensive displays, particularly the Melbourne one, again on the weekend, got to the origin period for the first time in their history, undefeated. Uh, I, I'm all over the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Broncos will get them. Uh, you've got one team that defends well and one team that can't defend. So. <laughs> uh, it, it, it could be anything. The Tigers, I don't think I've seen a, wor- a worst edge defense uh, in a very long time but they definitely need to get on the market and get some centres or something but um, yeah Brisbane by plenty yeah well they're $1.15 favourites William Hill agrees the Tigers $5.50 minus 15 and a half a massive line 13 plus probably, probably not really worth your while if you like that it's $1.65 for Brisbane if you think the Tigers can jag the win even at 1 to 12 $7 so um, that's some fairly large odds there but Monday night, this should be a good game. Manly starting to look a lot better now. They've almost got their full complement back. They play the Cowboys, who realistically, things couldn't have worked out any better. Thurston had a break. They had the buyer, they had the origin, and then another buy. Uh, he's basically played one game in a month. Uh, Matty Scott gets a break, obviously, and you know, Jimmy Tamao got himself suspended, got himself an extra week. So all their uh, origin players have gone through this period probably, you know, with their buyers being at the, the premium time as far as rest is concerned. Um, I, I think Manly are building and Brookvale's a hard place to play, but I, I'm still not really that convinced just yet. I, like the Titans didn't really impress me. Uh, the week before against the Tigers, again, they, they beat a side I'm not really impressed by, so I'm going to back the Cowboys. Yeah, look, it's a diff- difficult one. Manly um, obviously got a bit of confidence now. Um, obviously know that Bailey Chariots are staying so they're a little bit settled um, you know Brookie always hard to, to beat wow it's a uh, yeah, very hard one to pick I think I think I will go the Cowboys um, maybe because of their number 7 mate no one could blame me for that um, <laughs> our, our player of the year voting I looked at some other websites that have done it they obviously don't give points to an origin me and Brock do because in the past obviously you've seen blokes almost miss out on the Dallium because they've missed club games but with the origin games in club football, I think Jonathan Thurston leads ours by about eight points. So Yeah, so we should. He, 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 he's a mile ahead right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. We could almost put the cue in the rack. He could have a couple of bad weeks and then start up again in a few weeks' time. He, he'll win it hands down, I think. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, wow. I he's staying light, I think, between first and second. Oh, no doubt about it. Looking back at this one, mate, we've got two different. Uh, you've gone the Raiders, I've gone the Sharks, you've gone the Dragon, I've gone South. It's absolutely brilliant to have eight games back. Um, makes the tips more interesting, makes the run home a little bit more interesting for both of us. But uh, before we go, I've looked at the ladder predictor. I uh, did this this afternoon and said to Brock, God knows with eight games left what's going to happen, suspension and injury and form-wise, but... I did the ladder predictor, and I only had one change. That was that the Dragons ended up falling out. The Sharks came in. Um, I'm wondering, is there anyone outside that you think will come in? Uh, I think the Dragons will fall out. I agree with you on that. I think the Raiders will go in. Yep, and what I had uh, four teams in limbo. Uh, I had the Panthers, the Raiders, the Sharks, and the Dragons. Obviously, after that predictor, the Sharks found their way, and it was the Dragons that came out. 
Um, so you think Raiders, you think the Panthers are a bridge too far? I said a couple of weeks ago to Brock, I think it was a bridge too far for them. Um, uh, the Dragons, even with some troops back. And the, the Raiders, I feel, could streak. I'm with you there, but I just feel there's a couple of those close games they lost at home in particular that really really might hurt them in the long run. Yeah, it could, it could hurt them, or, or hopefully they've learnt from it. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think the Raiders will get on a run. Um, we'll see this Friday night, though. I really, hope, again, I really hope they prove me wrong about the Sam Williams thing. But, yeah, that, 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 to me, is going to be a lot bigger blow than what most people think. So, um, when I did my ladder predictor, it finished up. The Broncos first, the Cowboys second, Roosters third. Warriors jagged fourth, the Bunnies at fifth, the Sharkies got to sixth, the Storm was seventh, and the Dogs were eighth. Um, so yeah. make of that what you will, but eight games, the run home. Uh, we are on our road to the finals now. Teams will rise, teams will fall. We're about to see who is willing to stand up. But a big thanks to you, Mr. Gossip, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. Storm versus Panthers, mate, on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, not looking forward to it. <laughs> not look, mate, you're as nervous as I am. I'm waiting for us to start a bit of a run here. We're, we're really struggling in the attacking department without Billy, so um, I really hope they fire up at least, particularly in the middle. I think our middle's been a bit soft the last few weeks, but for Smitty's 300, surely something. I think you'll be fine. Just fire a traffic at Wunga Blake, put the half a lot, you'll be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough, mate. Enjoy your weekend, champion. Yeah, enjoy your footy. See you, mate. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip and the odds from that last game, Manly and the Cowboys, it's $1.91 apiece. So it's Pickham's, $3.50 each for the 1-12. to 12. Uh, It's going to be a very tight contest, but those odds that we just gave you were brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it is with William Hill. And a big thanks to them for our charity bets. Uh, charity accounts doing good this year, helping out. The Guide Dogs Association in previous years have helped out the Starlight Foundation uh, and obviously the Shepherd Centre. Um, and also, if you have, want to have a chance to win a $100 free bet, thanks to WilliamHill.com, keep your eyes peeled for our pick-the-score competitions on games over the weekend. We post them up on the Mr. Gossip page. So the NRL Gossip page, if you head over there during some of the games, look about an hour before, we put up our pick-the-score comps and you have a chance to win a $100 free bet, thanks to WilliamHill.com. But to finish things off, um, I think Origin, quite disappointing. Uh, we're back to the full rounds now. That's always an upside. For New South Wales fans, not too sure what to make going ahead, but we definitely need an attitude change. And it got thrown in perspective after game three that maybe we fell in love with ourselves after that performance and talk of dynasties and ending things. The champion team stood up. Uh, they took us back down. But I had this written up earlier for when... Mr. Gaia was on the show. Obviously, he was still a little bit brokenhearted, but so was Brock. But I looked at New South Wales for next year. Obviously, it's a long way away, but my team, I had Dugan at fullback, Brett Morris on the wing, Jennings in the centres with Dylan Walker and Josh Mansour on the wing. This is all going off health and form, obviously. Uh, Blake Austin and Adam Reynolds in the halves. I think they could complement each other. Austin's obviously unpredictable. Willing to run the football. Reynolds good at controlling a game. Woods, Farah, and Tamau uh, make up the front row. The back row, I've gone the clean out. I've gone Corden to start. Uh, Wade Graham, one in there, like I said. I've got massive wraps on him. I think he's got origin written all over him. Josh Jackson at lock. Merrin on the bench. Clemmer, Fafita comes back in for me. I have no idea how he dropped him. In the 17th spot, I've left open, but we've got plenty of options uh, as far as forwards go. If Gallon does stay around, maybe they can rotate him in off the bench. If that's something they want to do, um, you know, Ryan James played some 
City Country, Vaughan. Um, there's a couple of blokes there. I think Hoffman would be out of the loop. Both Scott out of the loop, all these kind of guys. Luke Lewis probably out of the loop next year. But Tarek Sims has been in some camps. He could possibly for that spot. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Bryce Cartwright, if he brings the right kind of attitude. And, um, yeah, the only other thing I had is a back line. If they really wanted to get Moylan in there, if they were worried about creativity, you could possibly not go the Walker option, or you could not go Jennings if they went that way. You could go Dugan and Walker in the centre. Dugan did a really good, uh, good job defensively and moved Moylan to fullback. Um, that's that's another way you could head with things. If you look at the Queensland side, I look at them for next year, realistically. If Billy's back, GI goes to that centre spot that Hodges left, Chambers is there, Gagai's on the wing, and as far as the forwards go, no one's retired, so they could basically pick the same side again, minus Justin Hodges, which really works in their favour, and they've got a great deal of depth in their halves positions, DCE, Hunt, Milford, um, Hooker, they've got Seguiaro, Friend, McCulloch, and in the forwards, they've got Napa in waiting, Maguire's going to be back from his injury, Corey Oates is only going to get bigger, and obviously develop Gavin Cooper, has been outstanding. Uh, you know, they took Corbin Sims into camp. Chris Grebsmill, I've got a big rap on. So, um, tough times ahead, maybe. But I think it's about time we finally back up these couple of players and stop picking um, teams given the circumstances of trying to defend what Queensland do. We, New South Wales, need to get an identity where we pick players that we're confident in and play the football that we want to play, not try and counteract what Queensland are doing because uh, basically we're conceding defeat by being so negative from the word go but last plug we've got here if you want some help with your betting if you're tired of constantly losing money to the bookies it's time you join the NRL profits over 70 units of profit in season 2014 the service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league including the NRL and the Super League so you get the best of both worlds there Uh, the NRL profits has a special offer to all the listeners of the fifth and last podcast it's a 10% discount off all the access all profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the profits. The run home begins now. Eight rounds. Who's going to make the eight? Who's going to miss the eight? Who's going to make the top four? Who is heading for premiership supremacy in 2015? We're about to find out. Enjoy your week and enjoy rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.